Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. This is some very slick city pop we're listening to here. Yeah. I mean, I like the pictures more than anything. Yeah, you, you, you like the, the, the anime girls? <laughs> is that your uh, user profile picture? <laughs> like on YouTube? No, I just plaster my walls with the Okay, with so, those, so good. If you, if yeah. you make it your profile it's picture. It's not my identity. It's more just something I'm really into, it's like, like a, a hobby. Yeah, it's like a fun hobby. Yep. Nice. I mean, the one thing you got to be careful, though, is that people realize that you like looking at anime girls, they might think you're an anime. Oh. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> it's just strictly, you know, it's like it's like the guys that, uh, I don't know, have posters of women with cars in their bedrooms, you know. Maybe people don't do that anymore. Maybe I don't, that was I don't more think of an a, 80s thing. Yeah, but. I think having pictures of women in your bedroom has been kind of a, a dying hobby yeah definitely Does it count as a i hobby? guess my point that i was getting to there is that you know i highly doubt that these these people are into into cars that much you know so nobody's gonna mistake them for like a, a car guy because they've got you know pictures of supermodels on like a lamborghini well you're telling me that the reason they have the picture of the ferrari furiosa is is not because of the V6 engine with paddle shifting. It's instead because of the the butt. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a dark know, I don't want to. I don't want to put people in in bins, you know. And <laughs> you're, not, you're not a binner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there's there's definitely a, a, a what do you call it? A gradient. A so. gradient. You know, there's probably okay. a guy who's like half there for the ass, half <laughs> there for the the paddle yeah. shifting. And even I think that's too fine of a dial. I think you're getting into you know, irrational numbers, you know. Oh, okay. So you're so. saying there's only irrationally numbered amounts on the dial. So any rack, <laughs> there's no half. I mean, it would be. There's one, there's like square root of two. It would be a spectacular coincidence if somebody was 50% car guy <laughs> and 50% ass guy, you know, out of all the possible combinations. This is, of, uh, this is two, Toxic so. Gold's famous last theorem. There exists <laughs> no 50% ass, 50% car guy. Yep. In the world, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can get famous off that. I mean, when's the last time you've seen? Imagine this, okay? Poster, right? Okay. Line down the middle. You think that's a butt crack, but it kind of is. It's okay. half of a butt. It's a butt crack, both like in function and in reality. Because imagine the poster's just a gigantic butt. <laughs> And then you put the lo- the butt crack in the middle. Oh, are we talking then, about this is an abstract thing? or and, and then you put a line down the middle where the crack is. And on the right half, you have a sick V6 turbo engine. Oh, see what I I'm see. saying? So it's like full half. So you yep. get like half an ass, half. Uh, exactly. You'd never see that, right? You'd never see that. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The <laughs> chance that somebody's 50% car guy and 50% ass guy is... Approaches zero. Yep. So... There's just not a market for that sort of thing. True, but you, just, know what? you know, it's just pure statistics, and you know, not much else. Yeah, I mean, that is pure logic, <laughs> and you know what else is pure logic? Fiction. Fiction has no creativity mm. in it. It's purely deductive logic. 
put True. these characters in I this mean, situation? If you really break it down, it's just a, a random combination of of letters on a page. True. And a monkey and can do that. Exactly. So, you know, in that sense, they... And you know what a, a it's monkey... It's all just statistics, really. Yeah. You just you, break it down. You know what's even crazier? That a monkey could write that story, right? Because it is just a random assortment of characters exactly. on a page. A monkey could also host this podcast that yep. we're on. Honestly, it's not I, very I, difficult. I think a monkey could write better stories than typically are story. read. Honestly, better than like most books. Yep. Definitely. Which yeah. we do not read on this podcast. We read internet fiction on mm. the Barry Jim's podcast. Hey, all you people listening. Yes. Awesome. So we got me. I'm your host, Fancy Octopus. And this is the, the podcast where we read internet stories, not written by monkeys yet, but we read them and we, uh, yeah, we have a good time. And we also got Toxic Gold here. Hey. What's, what's your uh, PhD in again? Uh, which one? The the second one. Oh, the second one. I you know I just kind of forget at this point. I don't really use them anymore. <laughs> you never use them. Yeah, I live in a bunker right now, so well, I this mean, is actually yeah. the first time I've surfaced in a while. I mean, considering that they stopped serving like Baja Blast at Taco Bell, I knew we had to get in that bunker. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird because I was down there, and then you know we came up and you know found out about like COVID and all this stuff yeah. and. Well, might as well just stay in. Baja Blast isn't back yet. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, do you fair? You can't Baja... dine in at Taco Bell, so that's kind of another problem. Yeah. But if, if Baja Blast came back, we would you would leave the bunker. I'm assuming. You know, yeah, I don't. I, but at the same time, I've kind of grown accustomed to life down there. It is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. You got a, you got an NES. Yep. And uh, at least two uh, John uh, Claude Van Damme movies. Oh yeah. You know, yep. those are good. at least two, but you know, I don't know if you watch them enough times, it's, well, it's really an infinite number of movies because really, they're so complex and every single time you I watch mean, them, there's something can, new. What's really interesting is that this is a fun fact that all those Van Damme movies, you can actually interlace the frames of any Van Damme movie with any other Van Damme movie in any ordering and it makes another uh, Van Damme movie. Yeah. Like, it's completely closed under composition. You can do whatever you want. You know, you can take two movies, splice them in any way, and then boom, you got a logical, <laughs> coherent Van Damme movie. And it's a, it's crazy that no one talks about this because it's like, it, it could be used like in mathematics and stuff. How, how, mm. how are they even able to yeah. make people like uh, do this? But, so do you know why we're here today? We're about to pick up the legendary story that we, you know, postponed for some reason for almost a, probably a year. Yeah, I mean, why did we postpone it? I don't know. You know, it's it's just a lot to take in. I needed some time to process. You needed some, some, you know, uh, we need to study. We need to, yep. to get back a break. And that story, of course, is Of Yokai and Hopeless Romantics, written by Pewter Natural. Now, let's do a little recap. Because it's been a long time. <laughs> All right, should I do that recap? Yeah, or? let's go for it. Do you All need right. names? Let's see. So there is some some. So I remember what yokai are. Yeah. So we don't need yeah we don't need to re- recap that part. I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, we all know what yokai are. Yep. Um, there was someone. There are definitely some characters in it. I don't know. Maybe you should just do okay, this. Okay. So 
yokai are animal demonish spirit thingies that control the human world like for funsies and um uh we're following the story of uh toyama binahimi wait they're demons i don't know what i don't know what you would call them they're spirit thingies okay. like they're foxes oh no no one some of foxes some are cats some are yep. vampires or something um so our main person is Binahimi, right? So Binahimi oh, yeah. was about to have to leave school because she almost killed her boyfriend because she she broke up he broke up with her. And whenever she gets really emotional, she's like made with like the jealousy of all women or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, that's right. And so she uh, almost killed him uh, by crying and like tore his heart out or something. And then so the nine tail fox principal was like you gotta get your shit together your parents want you to go home and she's like no 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 no. i can handle myself just let me shine so they give her another chance she needs to find a boyfriend and she needs to excel her first chance at excelling was becoming school president but that didn't happen her friend uh yuki the succubus the oh yeah bisexual succubus who has a girl human girlfriend right now she won because she's hot or something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to forget. There's a lot of names. So I, wait, did you just remember that off the top of your head, or did you like do a refresher? No, I, I haven't. I haven't looked at this. In a oh while. my god. Okay. Well, I commend you for that because um, I did not remember any of that. But then, so also, Benny Hemi like cooking. And she, oh yeah, they're doing like a cooking contest. They're doing a cooking contest. Yep. Uh, where and then her friend Mari. Is a gymnast cat that everyone kind of thinks is a little frumpy, apparently, but but like frumpy oh, for like yeah. a yo- like for a yokai, right? So like she's yep. super hot for like a human, but for a yokai, it's like eh. yeah, I do remember that just vaguely. And then that one kid drew that he like painted Mari and Benahimi, and then I think that's where we left off. I think where we left okay. off was chapter seven. Yayaka, that's the that's the succubus. Wow, this okay. is this is a real good recap. <laughs> this is a real informative. Help I mean, it. yeah, it, you really get into the core of the story here. I Despite mean, nothing it, really happened. It did take us what six hours to get here, and yeah, you know, it, you pretty much summed it up to what's a, crazy. A is that not 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 much happened? Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was a there was a popularity contest. Yayaka won because she's. Uh, I'm pretty sure she won. Wait, is she the succubus? Or? I think she's the succubus. Yeah. Okay, what's a succubus? The, they, uh, is they, that a plant they that get, you find in the desert? Or? They like fuck men and steal their sexual energy for life. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're like kind of like a plant. Yeah, like yeah, a cactus will do that to you definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you can see a sexy cactus, the <laughs> ones that looks like Marge Simpson, you know. <laughs> How how it's so moist on the inside too, and everything's yep. so dry in the desert except for the inside of that cactus. Yep, exactly. So, <laughs> okay. Wait, wait a minute. I just remembered. So succubuses can only fuck incubuses if they want to give birth, because if the succubus isn't careful, they'll kill people when they have sex because their sexual energy is just that powerful. Oh wow! Uh, wait, and an incubus is a. It's like a weak boy. I believe that's also the name of. It's like a, a tool song or something. That sounds. That definitely sounds like a tool song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't think we're gonna get any better with this recap. So, yep. listeners, if you want a better recap, I mean, listen to listen to the last 
four episodes or something. Yeah, or shit. just read it yourself. You're probably but better off honestly, doing that. We'll probably get a recap in the story. I mean, realistically. True. So, I don't know. They're pretty bad about leaving details out. Like, remember when we we didn't learn what a dormitory was until like you know four or five chapters in they just keep they keep talking about this dormitory and you know we don't know and then finally we get a detailed description it's, like it's a place where the students live and yeah like, thank fucking god like i was so <laughs> it's lost. about time another week passed by and as benihimi made her way to her shoe locker that morning her mind was on the math test that she would be taking that day once again there were there were nameless love letters in her lock oh, that's another thing benihimi is like has to get a boyfriend to stay in high school, but there's like constantly people leaving her love letters. But the problem being, everyone in the school is such a like pussy that they won't put their name on them. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like all these yep. boys will leave love letters, but they won't put their names on them. So she can't date any of them. Oh poor Benihimi. She set them aside and out of her mind. The test proved to be a hard one. She was glad for the extra study session with Yayaka and Ina. Luckily, the period after math was lunch, so everyone got to relax from schoolwork. When Benihimi pulled up a chair next to Ayaka, both her, Noriko, and Soji all looked like their brains had burned out. Mari was the only smiling, looking only one smiling, looking happy. Benihimi wondered if she got a perfect score again. According to Noriko, Mari would sometimes get questions incorrect on purpose, just so she didn't get a perfect score. Benihimi didn't know if the girl was that smart, but seeing her sit there smug made it hard to deny. So... That's quite the strategy there. Why would you not want a perfect score? I don't know. These are, you know, multi-dimensional characters and <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean the motives aren't always clear, you know, maybe That is true. I mean, she could be self-conscious about being a genius. Oh, uh, maybe she doesn't want to look like a little smarty pants. Yep, exactly. That's mm-hmm. what that's what I can think of, but I don't know. Ugh. Yayaka let out rubbing her temples. That was a hard test. I guess it would be for you, Mari said. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mean. (laughs) Mari's kind of a mean. Wait, is Mari the one that was purposefully getting questions wrong? Yeah. Well, what the fuck? (laughs) So she does the. So clearly she's not doing it to not come off as a genius because she's being like just a total a hole. Yeah, she's just like, oh. To these less smart people. It was a hard test for you, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Show some humility. Some of us are just regular mortals, Noriko said, lightly shoving her friend. How did you do, Soji kun? I think I did okay. Math isn't my best subject. Soji said. I'm sure Mari-chan and Benny-chan did great. The rest of us have to hope for the best, Yayaka said. I don't want to think about it anymore. Let's eat. Maybe we need to go out and have some fun, Mari said with a smirk on her face. We need to do something to, as a group to blow off steam. I think you actually have a good idea for once, Yayaka said. But Benihimi caught something in her voice. Sometime together might be fun. The rest of the school year is only going to get harder, Noriko said. Why don't we spend the night at one of the campsites? It might be fun, Mari said. That sounds like a lot of fun. I haven't been camping in a long time, Yayaka said. I got Yayaka down. The other voices are not doing great. <laughs> I, I got Yayaka. I, I mean... I can tell them apart at least yeah. a little bit. Benihimi knew something was up. Yayaka had agreed too quickly. 
Sleeping under the stars would be nice. We have to get Kur- Kurosawa-sama's permission first. You have no sense of adventure, do you, Benihimi-san? Don't you want to just go to the mountains and disappear for a day, Mari said? We all know that Kurosawa-sama would know the instant we set foot into one of the mountains, Benihimi said, pointing out the obvious. <laughs> More reason to just do it without permission, Mari said. Let's stop this argument right now. Yayaka said, in case you have forgotten, you're now part of the student council now, Mari-chan. We have to set an example. Fine, like you're not breaking rules all the time, Mari said in a bored tone. After that, the group planned their camping trip, promising to work out the details later on that night. Even though it would only be a night, Benihimi was excited about the prospect of a night spent under the stars and in nature. Like most yokai, Benihimi had a connection to the natural world and enjoyed being in a forest and mountains. Soon enough, through lunch was over and it was time to get back to schoolwork. By the time class ended, Benihimi was ready to get back to the dorms, but she had her student council responsibilities. Benihimi made her way to student council room with Yayaka and Mari. Let's get down to business, ladies, Yayaka said as Ina came in and they all sat down. I submitted our idea for the cultural festival to Kuwasawa-sama. She thinks it's ambitious, but didn't turn it down outright. She wants to see a schedule for the day to make sure we can organize it correctly. You wouldn't think she would favor us being so ambitious, Mari said in an annoyed tone. I can rough out an estimate for an expenses as soon as we get an idea of how much we'll spend in concessions. Yayaka looked at Benihimi. Is it too early to ask for your food cost? Not as long as you approve what I have planned, I can have those for Mari-sana by Monday, Benihimi said. Don't you love this gripping council <laughs> meeting? <laughs> I'm just trying to not forget that they're going on a camping trip. Because, <laughs> you know, the last few readings, my attention span was exceptionally short. <laughs> and well, I, mean, you, I you really need to, like, remember the details. There's little details. I mean, like, up. the forward-looking details. Like, what, what's happening right now in this scene is so useless to the overall story <laughs> but at least like the discussion about the camping trip like okay now we know they're gonna go camping they're gonna go for camping see that that's that's movement honestly okay so do you still rate readings based on how many harry potters they would be yes honestly this feels like harry potter because <laughs> harry potter is so long there's so many micro stories <laughs> all they do is they develop a set of exceptional characters and there's one main storyline that happens but i feel like at least 50 or 60 percent of it is just dancing it's around just, like let's have some uh let's let's go to the, the have some butterbeer down Ooh, in... this butterbeer <laughs> makes my toes all jingly <laughs> so i don't know i think we might have found the next harry potter this might be actually just harry potter just in disguise yeah it could be honestly maybe just change the characters names out and... you know instead of Benihimi, harry <laughs> Instead of Yayaka, Hermione. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> it's definitely sexier than Harry Potter. I'll give it oh, that. Oh, yeah. Harry Potter had its moments, though. Like, I think they kissed a few times. Oh, about, yeah. I mean, especially the, nice. Ginny and, and Harry. The truth was that she would just modify the numbers she had from the plans she had made from her own cultural festival idea. That will, that will help convince Tukua Sawasama. What we need to get done today is a rough for the schedule. Yaka said, getting up and going to the dry erase board. The group spent an hour going down a schedule. There were some arguments, mainly from Mari, who wanted to push all the time allotted for the auction, fashion show, and talent show, leaving less downtime in between. 
She had a point in her argument. The more time given to the activities, the more money there was to be made. But as Ina pointed out, she wasn't allow, allowing time for human error. One of the many faults Mari had was she could not place herself in other people's shoes. She could not see that not everyone was a genius, and humans could not keep up with her. Benihimi often wondered if Mari was ignorant or her flaw of her flaw, or simply did not care. Benihimi leaned towards her not caring because she seemed to understand human nature rather well when it benefited her. Okay, I'll finalize the schedule and submit it to Kurosawa-sama on Monday, Sayaka said, signaling that the meeting was over. That was a lot of work, Mari said. It would have been less work if you didn't insist on arguing, Ina said, shooting Mari a stern look. Mari ignored her look. You look grumpy. You know what you need? Clean mountain air. We're going on a camping trip. You should come along. A night in the woods with you doesn't sound relaxing, Ina said. It won't just be her. Imagine you. Oh, wait. Yeah. Imagine you and me in the forest at night. The sounds of nature. The light of the moon. It'd be romantic. Yayaka said. Once again, Binihimi wondered why Yaka was pushing the camping trip along with Mari. That does sound wait, romantic. Is Yayaka a male? No, it's a girl. Remember, she's a lesbian. She's bi. Oh. She's a girlfriend. Okay. Ina, Ina and her are a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. I forgot that detail. That does sound romantic, Ina said, but the thoughts going through her head were so obvious that Benny Himi blushed. Oh wait, what? Why did Benny Himi blush? I don't know. Just keep going. Like, 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 <laughs> like. Think about it like that. Let's put that in context. Let's say we're about to go on a camping trip, yep. and then your boyfriend Phil shows up, right? And okay. then he's like, oh, it'll be so romantic if we all go camping, you know? Yeah, you, you and me, Toxic Gold. Oh, we're going to be in that tunnel by myself. And then you're imagining how you guys are going to, like, pound each other. And then I blush. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are so dirty. Ooh, it embarrasses me. Like, Oh, I mean, I think that's reasonable. You but... think that's reasonable? Well, but here's the thing. You guys didn't say anything. I mean, I... You're imagining <clears throat> it. Oh, wait. We didn't say anything? No, yeah. They're just like, oh, it's going to be so how romantic. Did... Oh, why did the other person blush? That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, it, maybe they blush because they're like, oh, that's so... That's so cute. I don't know. I, but I feel like a blush isn't the right response there. Yeah, that's weird. Right? Like, a blush usually means that you're somehow involved. Like, you're yeah. on the reciprocating end of, like, a compliment or now, something. Now, if Yayaka was you like... It, so, hmm. If Yayaka was like, hey, Benihimi, I'm going to come into your tent. That, that would make sense to blush. Oh, yeah. Because we all know Yayaka's a 10. Yep. Like, like unambiguously. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't actually know that, but it makes a lot of sense. I mean, she apparently is like, can, can get seduce anybody. Oh wait, cause she's a succubus, right? Yeah. Oh, yep. Tell CJ-san that he's going camping too, Mari said. Ina's eyes narrowed. What do you want with my cousin? I know you've been hanging around him, and I don't want you playing games with my family. I'm one of your cut. Co- Wait, what was it? I'm one of your cousin's muses. I'm helping him with his art. I'm also worried about him as a friend. He needs a break, Mari said, sounding sincere. I don't believe you. I want to know what game you're playing, Ina said, getting in Mari's face. This was getting out of hand. Benihimi put her hand on Ina's shoulder, trying to get her calm down. Uh, Mari-chan, Mari-chan believes that Shigukun needs a girlfriend. I would never let him go out with Mari-san, Ina interrupted Yayaka. 
Like I'm interested in him, Mari said, rolling her eyes. Yayaka's aura started to flood the room. Both Ina and Mari were drawn to her. Mari shook her attraction off. You see, that's what I'm saying. Like she was able to just like turn on a switch, and suddenly everyone's immediately horned up for Yayaka. Oh yeah. Like that would be quite the power, right? Yeah. Like I, I know very few people that have that power. Yeah, where they can just like feel like Obama probably Obama's got does. it. Um. <laughs> Trump, of course. Yeah, not so much. For, maybe for a different set of people, a but different set of people. You but just yeah, he probably uh, probably has it. Um, but I feel like Obama is universal. Yeah, yeah. Everyone get when they want to fuck Obama. Yep. Well, I think that's it. That's about it. We got the yep. two, <laughs> the two succubuses. <laughs> but Ina didn't have that type of strength. Stop fighting you two, or I might have to give you both a spanking. Unless that is what you want. Your your girlfriend started it, Mari said. Yayaka moved next to Ina and gently placed her hand on her chin, turning her head so their eyes meet. Like I was telling you before you interrupted, Mari-chan feels Shige-kun needs a girlfriend. Bini-chan wants a boyfriend. I don't think I need to spell out what is going through her mind. Bini-himi-san? Really? Ina said, looking at her. You want to date my cousin? Bini-himi had to be careful here. Ina was already... Wait, what was um, that? What? Bina Ihimi? Bina Ihimi had to be careful here. Ina was already emotional and said the wrong thing might set her off again. The truth was that this was more drama than Bina Ihimi wanted. All over a boy she didn't really have feelings for. I have just met your cousin, Ina-san. I have not formed any bonds or strong emotions towards him. Marisan holds him in high regards, and I agree that he seems to be a nice boy. Ina took a moment to think, then responded, he is a very nice boy that meets the eye, and he could clean up really well. If he had a girl like you around him, I'd know he'd be happy. I can assure you that I would make sure he made you happy. Binihimi looked at the three girls in the room with her. Mari had the mischievous look on her face, and Ayaka wouldn't meet her eyes. Binihimi didn't know how much of this scene was pre-planned, but she knew why Ayaka was acting weird about the camping trip. Unfortunately, she was now working with Mari on getting her a boyfriend. That was not the best idea. Mari and Yayaka were like gasoline and fire. You do not mix the two together unless you want an inferno on your hands. <laughs> Let's not put Benichan on the spot. It's late. We should get going. Yayaka said, coming to her rescue and looking a little guilty. End of chapter eight. Mm-mm. So we got a little drama there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like this book could be published. You think so? Yeah, this is something that like teenagers would love to read. Oh, for sure. Actually, I'm actually totally. You know, I'm a. I last time I just talked so much shit about it, but the writing is not terrible in this. It is not interesting, and I feel like it's not super cohesive as a storyline. There's just a lot of randomness, but I mean, teenagers would love this. Yeah, you know, they're they're there spanking each other. Yep. Fucking. Oh my god, this reminds me. I'm gonna go off on a little story. Go for story. it, I wanna hear this. I remember, so there used to be like reading time in my elementary school, in one of my classes, I don't know if it was like 5th or 6th grade, and I just remember there was this bin of books, and I would, I remember it like one time I was, I was reading this one that was like a romantic novel for kids or something, nice. and there was this like two and a half pages about these two like teenagers having their first kiss or like their first makeout session or something okay and it described it in like gory detail 
Really? So every reading time, I would go and grab that <laughs> and just read about these two teenagers like having their first makeout session in like the park or something. Oh god! Did they did they like start grabbing each other? Yeah, no. It was it was not just a peck. There was like it described like tongue action and all oh, that stuff. Wow, this is intense. And like swir- you know, they were like swirling their tongues in each other's mouths, which is pretty. It seems like know. this left a, sounds... a lasting impression on you. I just remembered it right now, but <laughs> I do remember going and getting that book super often. And I didn't care about any any other part of the story. There is just like a minuscule drop of sexiness. In, in, you know. And that's what you hyper-focus yep. on. It makes me think of Jake Paul's book where he spent like an entire chapter explaining to his like audience of men, like 12-year-old girls, what sex kind of felt like in a vague, ambiguous term. What? <laughs> why wait jake paul is uh like that youtube guy yeah yeah is he the The child youtube the the youtuber for children oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but i guess it's fine why did he write a book honestly i'm shocked that he even had the capacity to do such a thing i mean yeah he's not he's no pewter natural that's for sure On to chapter nine. Should I have told that story? I'm well, cool with it. All right. So so I know you're a big camping guy. Yeah. Are you excited to hear some camping stories? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be the type of camping I'm into. <laughs> you don't we'll think see. so? We'll see what happens. I mean, that one actually had some drama in it. I mean, it was very slow drama, and most of it was a city council meeting. But... <laughs> But you know, yeah. There's, I don't know. There's romance happening. Romance is happening. I would hope so. They're hopeless. Yep. Oh yeah, they are hopeless romantics. I forgot that's in the title. Or is that just what yokai are? Uh, I mean, I know. I think the, I think these yokai are hopeless romantics. Okay. Because there are other yokai, like in our other story we just read, uh, Force of Nature. That yokai was not a romantic. You wait. You read a story about yokai, a different one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know it's crazy. I, I, this will probably be the last story I ever read about yokai. <laughs> you know, if I have anything go to do pick with up. it. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever see a thing that has yokai in it, you're just dropping it. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty niche thing to begin with, anyways. So you don't you don't think there's a broad appeal of yokai? I mean, specifically ones that need to get a boyfriend by the end of the school year. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's weird about this is that, like, the time skip between chapters is, like, most a day. Oh, like, yeah. We've been, like, reading every single day of their fucking lives. Yeah, that is pretty weird. It's kind of slow. The next day, Benihimi was heading towards the dining hall with Yayaka. She had a bento filled with rice balls for later in the day when they were sitting for their painting. They're still doing that? Okay. Benihimi looked around the dining hall and did not see Shige. She- Wait, was that in the story? No, 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 I put that in. (laughs) She guessed that uh, she was skipping meals once again. I'm sorry for yesterday, Ayaka said once they sat down to eat lunch. I thought that getting you and CJ-kun together outside of school was a good idea, but I didn't know Mari-chan would push Ina-chan's buttons like that. You don't have to apologize. I guess the thought of me leaving really affected you, Binihimi said. How couldn't it? You're my best friend, Yayaka said. I would still be in touch, and I would still visit, Pinihimi said. 
but you would have to give up on your dreams. You and me, we're going to conquer this world. You with your cooking, me with my acting. We started this journey together, and we need to keep going on it together, Yayaka said. So the plan is become a, a powerful couple of celebrity chefs and actors. The most powerful people in the world we know. Yeah. I mean, especially with that combination. Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty insane. It was true. Ever since they had met in middle school, the two had been friends. Maybe Benihimi was really was giving into her parents' demands too quickly. Yes, her romantic life had been a disaster, but the other aspects of her life were going great. I still love this concept where it's like, imagine you went to a boarding school, right? And then... Like you ended up like not getting enough girlfriends or like, you know, you had a girlfriend and then you had like a really bad breakup and then your parents are like, uh, -uh, until you get that dick wet, we're not going (laughs) to, you have to come home. Yeah. What's even weirder is I thought boarding schools were like, you know, a place where it was just like only boys and only girls. Yeah. Like they weren't And that was like the intention was to separate so you don't have that distraction. It's only part of it. Like. I've definitely I've heard of more all male boarding schools than I have heard of like co-ed boarding schools. Yeah, I've heard of both, and you know, it just it makes a troubled person. I think like, <laughs> you're not a fan of boarding schools. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's definitely gonna be a whiplash when boarding school is done. In my yeah, opinion. I feel like it's too much. Like it's like definitely like you're going to a summer camp, but all year, and then you go to the real world where everyone's just like no no structure. You go yep. from like super structured oh, yeah. to like fucking who gives a shit what you do, yep. right? Like, exactly. oh, like, you know, maybe that structure moves over. Maybe it's just, you know, maybe you can't live without structure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know what we should do? What? We should go liberate a boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? We need some guns. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think the intentions might be misconstrued if you waltz into a school with carrying guns. Well, how else are we going to liberate them? We can't free them from their oppressors if... uh, True. I mean, violence is the answer. I mean, that's a pretty sure... In most cases, if you want true change. Like, when's the last time you've solved a problem without violence? (laughs) Like, any problem. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while, if I'm being honest. I mean, like, yesterday, my chicken... wasn't cooking right so i smashed the fuck out of my neighbor and he cooked the chicken for me <laughs> i thought you were gonna say you smashed the fuck out of the chicken oh no i gotta eat and that just the, the heat from your fury cooked it through <laughs> oh that would have worked too <laughs> oh man jake's gonna be real mad at me when <laughs> when i realized i didn't have to beat the shit out of him could she sacrifice one for the other was she being immature in wanting both I can assure you I am weighing both staying and going seriously. It might seem like it should be a simple decision for me, but my parents have correctly pointed out one of my shortcomings. They also care as much about my happiness as you do. I know you put a lot of pressure on yourself. I don't want to add more, Yayaka said, relenting a little. The two finished lunch and headed to the art studio. When they arrived at the painting studio, Shige was already working. He seemed to have been working for quite some time and didn't even notice when Binihimi and Yayaka entered. Benihimi is once, once again surprised by Shige's dedication. His concentration should have easily been broken by Yayaka's mere presence. Hello, Shige-kun, Benihimi said, taking his concentration away from his painting. Oh, hello, Benihami-san, Yayaka-chan, Shige said, standing up and bowing. He looked awful. The bags under his eyes were even darker. His hair was disheveled and his skin was pallid. Ugh. 
Hello, Shigakun. Have you been taking care of yourself? Yayaka asked, eyeing him. It's been a long week. I had to study hard for the math test and work on this painting. CJ said, You could have put aside the painting. We are not asking you to put your health on the line to have it done. Benihimi said, I'm actually fine. I just want to make sure I have the best possible painting for the auction. Shige said, I see you rubbing your eyes there. <laughs> oh, they just itch. Oh, I thought you were frustrated. <laughs> no, honestly, I tuned out about 30 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Isn't, isn't this riveting? I'm back. Is it still the same day? They're just fucking walking around school I mean, and you stuff fucking, is happening? Literally, yes. They went and they uh, uh, fucking Shige looks like shit. He's just painting. I don't even know like who shit. that is. He's the boy that Mari doesn't that uh, that Benihimi doesn't really like, but they're gonna make him oh, dater anyways. Yep, yep. Benihimi wondered why CJ was so focused on the auction. Was he that attracted to the prospect of making money? From what she knew of Ina, it did not seem that her family was poor or in need of money. Perhaps that was not the case for CJ. Though Benihimi, dude, man, Benihimi's judgy. Man, she is so judgy. Though Benihimi thought that Ina's family owned a textile business. Once again, Benihimi was left wondering what everyone saw in CJ. While she could admire passion and ambition, she did not admire greed. Dude, like, Benihimi has got bad logic here. Hey, what is the greed thing? What does that have to do with So apparently he's getting paid for the painting. Well, yeah, you know, it's not It's a job. Yep, okay. But then she's just like, oh, well, that's greedy. Oh, yeah. Because she thinks it's because he really wants that coin. That's why he's working so hard. Oh, and he's not actually a good artist or what? Well, I guess he's a good artist, I guess. I don't know. I mean, they, yeah, we, you have to to sell your stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. Benihimi needs to get off her fucking... She's overthinking things. Yep. She's, yeah, she's on some sort of high horse or a sideways horse. I don't know. <laughs> on some kind of interdimensional yokai. <laughs> Benihimi tried not to judge Shige harshly. She was jumping to conclusions without having the facts. Perhaps it truly was just an artistic passion that drove him. Have you at least eaten? I had some curry bread. I'm good, Shige said. Benihimi opened the bento with the rice balls and placed them next to Shige's eagle. There you are. These are for you. Feel free to eat them whenever you want. Thank you very, thank you very much. You didn't have to, Shige said. Think of it as a reward for your dedication, Benihimi said. Just think of how much better her, her rewards would be if you two were a couple, Yayaka said, making Benihimi blush. That was forward. <laughs> that was pretty good timing. So do you think, so uh, for reference, we have a picture of Mar- Mario Ta- Takaguchi on the on the screen here. Do you, Who do you think that would be in the story? That, uh, what was the frumpy one's name? Mari? Yeah. You think... Is that an insult on Mar on Takaguchi here? No, it's just her hair is kind of. Oh, I guess see what you're saying. Kind of frumpy. She looks like a cat. Yeah, or like you know, like a dachshund, and those are her ears. You know, I can see that the big curly, fluffy ears or whatever. Yeah, the floppy things. Yep, and that kind of that's what the, her hair looks like in that picture. Okay. Okay, if you if, so, if you want a visual aid with the podcast, yeah. look up plastic. Tune love. into YouTube. Tune into YouTube. Look up. Are we live? We we are we are live. <laughs> We're on the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> wait, um, wait, finish because I think people deserve to see this picture. 
So just grab the URL and just read it off right now. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, one second. Let me grab the URL real quick. That way people can do it in real time. They don't need to dig through the description. They can just... Yeah, also, I mean, you could just look at Plastic Love, but I understand that is too difficult. So I'll just give you a quick, quick (laughs) URL. If you just go to YouTube, and you can either search Plastic Love or you can go to this URL... YouTube.com slash watch question mark V equals three B capital N capital I capital T capital Q capital R four capital U lowercase S lowercase O ampersand lowercase A B underscore channel equals P L capital P L A S T I C capital L O V E R. So just click on that URL. Just give it a quick click right now, yep. and you'll see the face we're talking Perfect. about. You should probably read that back one more time. Just one more time. Let's do no. it real quick. It's youtube.com slash watch, <laughs> question mark, and the question mark is a normal question mark, V equals 3B, okay, all these are capital, N-I-T-Q-R-4-U, back to lowercase, S-O, ampersand, that's the little and symbol, A-B underscore, that's like a dash, but at the very bottom, and then channel equals, now this one has got a capital P, but then lowercase L-A-S-T-I-C, and then an uppercase L, and then back to lowercase O-V-E-R. So just click on that link, and you'll see a picture of Maria Takaguchi, or Takauchi, uh, and we're, we're, we're saying that's your mental image of Mari. Yep. Okay, good to know. I like how. <laughs> don't joke. Don't don't joke, Yayaka Chan. Anyway, I don't have time for a girlfriend. CJ said as he ate a rice ball. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure Ina Chan has told you before. There's more to life than schoolwork. None of these beautiful girls you paint will grow old with you. I can assure you. Us real girls are a lot more fun than 2D girls. Yeah, Wait. Isn't this like some, this is a thing, isn't it? Like people talking about how they like 2D girls. Oh yeah, that's like the thing you I were talking like about. I feel this is like a porn thing, isn't it? Yeah. Or like the people also, that who, have like the sex pillows or whatever. Oh or is yeah. Is that something well, else? Oh, waifus. <laughs> yeah, waifus. Waifus. Where, you know, you get a little like 2D girl, put it on a sex pillow. Yeah. And then you cuddle with it at night. Yeah. I think that's what they're talking about. Yep. But also, who is who is um, thinking about growing old with their partner? I can see like thinking about it every once in a while, but would you be like, oh, you're a junior in high school. You know what? You need to think about who you're growing old with, you know, when you're yeah. dating someone. I mean, ironically, I thought I was going to bury my childhood or my high school sweetheart. Did you? Absolutely not. Okay, good. I, I was worried you had a wife in here that I didn't know about. <laughs> You know, I don't know. They're 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 teenagers. Did, you know, uh, they, did, yeah, these things cross their mind, I guess. You know, you don't realize how long your life is and how poor of a match you are with the person. True. When you're sixteen or whatever. Oh wait, what is this? Aren't they like five hundred years old though? Because they're yokai or what? Yeah, is that? they're supposed to be like five hundred years old. They like their human mates would die. Yeah. Yayaka said, "Coming behind Benihimi." And lightly caressing her chest. So, like, Yayaka went behind Benihimi and was like, 
us real girls are much better than 2D girls and then like cupped Benihimi's like tits and like pulled him up a little bit. Wait, who did they do this to? Yeah, Yaka did that to Benihimi to like show off her her curves. Oh, to what's to Shije, the yeah, fucking guy Shiji. who looks like shit. Yeah, <laughs> that no one is into. Yeah, <laughs> that no one likes. <laughs> the Williamsburg artist or something. Yeah, exactly. Stop that, Benihimi said, swatting Yayaka away. Let's change into our yukatas. When the two were alone in the changing room, Benihimi asked, "You're not going to be like that the whole time, are you?" I may have gone a bit overboard. Sorry, Benny Chan, Ayaka said. It's okay. I know you didn't mean anything by it. Benny said, not seeing any reason not to accept her apology. The two qu- ch- changed quickly. Benny Himi once again wearing her light blue yukata with white flowers while Yayaka was wearing a turquoise yukata with silver trim and a white crane embroidered on the back. Yayaka took a look at herself in the mirror and was, was to be expected. She looked stunning. This won't do. He won't be able to keep his eyes off of me, Yaka said. Yayaka's breasts shrank. Her hips became less curvy, but became less curvy, her butt less round. Even her hair lost some of its volume. I can only change so far or it will become strange. So Yayaka literally de herself. Like she took all of like the conventionally attractive metrics of her body mm. and just made them not as attractive Why conventionally she because she's too hot. Oh, yeah. So she was so hot that the boy wouldn't be paying attention to Benihimi. <laughs> That's kind of a fucking diss, right? Like like imagine like you're with like you were with your friend and you're like getting posed and you know there's a, a girl there that or a guy or a girl over there that you're expected to attract. Yep. And then your friend's like, "Hmm, looks at you." <laughs> looks at themselves is like you know what toxic i got you dude and then he just fucking smear shit all over his chest he's like if i didn't have this shit on my chest they would all been fucking me i got you i got your back bro <laughs> like yeah i mean you know <laughs> like that's kind of saying that you're ugly right i mean not yeah, necessarily ugly can, but you're not as attractive you can take it two different ways i think you know you could be realistic about the situation and recognize that your friend is just trying to help you out. True. You know, they're rooted in reality here. <laughs> and you you just got to accept that you're the fucking ugly friend. <laughs> and, you know, if your friend wants to rub shit all over his body to, you know, help even you the out. odds, you know, I as long as fair. long as he's still as long as you're still more attractive than him than after him. he's rubbed shit on himself. Yeah. So, if you I mean, know. if Benihimi isn't isn't like, you know, as attractive as Yaka at this point, then that's on Benihimi. Mm-hmm. I can only can't change so far you come strange. You don't have to go so far, Yayaka-chan. Shiji-san does not seem to be such a shallow person. Anyways, your aura cannot be hidden, Benihimi said. I'm going to suppress my aura as much as I can, while you pump up your own to make sure he keeps his eyes on you. Yayaka said, I cannot do that. That would be manipulating him. Benihimi said, as a Yuka Ona, she could create an aura that attracted men, but to a far lesser degree than that created by a succubus. It'll just be to offset my aura, not to entrance him. If his perspective is as you claim, you won't, won't be able to keep your eyes off me otherwise. Yayaka said, Benihimi had to admit she had a point, so she walked out of the changing room with Yayaka, she boosted her aura. I'm trying to imagine what that would look like. Is that just like, is it like puffing out your chest? To boost your aura? Yeah. I mean, they're magical, mystical beings, so maybe they actually have 
auras I'm, I'm imagining that are visible. Like, I'm imagining they just like stand up a little taller and puff out their chest. <laughs> That's what I do when I'm trying to boost my aura. <laughs> when you walk, you come in with your shoulders all the way back, <laughs> <laughs> chest straight out front, knees bent, yep. neck forward. It, it's it's a good <laughs> duck look, and it really does like make people notice you as you walk. Oh in. yeah, there's no question. Yanka, the result on CJ was instantaneous. He stared at both of them, unable to move or talk. He looked dumbfounded, and the professional nature that he always had was gone. Uh, 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 oh, all right, set you up. CJ managed to stutter out. He then went about the task of position, Binihimi Nyayaka. Even with her aura suppressed, it was possibly the conflict going on between CJ's hormones and his more chivalrous side. Binihim, that means he had a boner. Wait, he did? I mean, that. What? how else would I'm supposed to interpret that? Wait, didn't this happen previously? With Mari, yeah. Something about a boosted aura. But Mari did it the opposite way, where, like, instead of, like, uh, Yayaka trying to, like, suppress hers so that Binihimi can shine, Mari was like, I'm going to be the sexiest fucking cat this guy's ever seen. Mm. And then she boosted. I remember correctly. But yeah, how, how, yeah, it says it was possible to see the conflict going on between CJ's hormones and his more chivalrous side. That means he was being very polite, but he had like a rock hard <laughs> boner just sticking out of his pants. Beanie Himi admired the willpower that CJ was showing. It was obvious he was attracted to the two and was doing everything in his power not to be a creep. Once he got back to his easel and started painting, he was like a completely different person. No longer was there an inner conflict etched on his face. Instead, his face was a monument to concentration. CJ's hands were a flurry of movement. His eyes were had a rabid quality to them. And he was mumbling to himself. He was what to himself? So... <laughs> Okay, I like how it's describing this like very intense painter, but apparently he had rabid eyes and he was mumbling to himself. So he was just like, "Yes, yes, of course, yes, yes, oh yes, yes, right there, let's go, let's go, yes, okay, no, 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 not blue there, not blue." Very attractive. Wow. Female listeners of the podcast, or I guess listeners who are attracted to painters in general. Would that be an attractive quality in a painter for you? Like, are you sitting like you want a mumbling, rabid <laughs> painter? Is that considered is that considered like attractive? Is that like sensual or something? I mean, yeah. Wait, this they this was described as attractive. I mean, I zoned out again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, Kinda. He seemed like a man possessed. So, no, no, maybe not attractive. Yep. But, but yeah, he he sounds like the typical artist to me, who's you know stayed up for multiple nights on speed, yeah, just trying to pump out some something creative like this painting. This will be the breakthrough painting. But really, it's just like scribbles because he's been on speed for the last six yep. days and he hasn't slept, and he really needs to just sit down and and eat some food. Yep. Benihimi found herself drawn in. It was such contrast to herself when she was cooking. Binihimi was just focused when she cooked, but her movements were not as furious. They were just as passionate about her. Oh, wait. Watching CJ so completely enraptured piqued Binihimi's interest. If he was that passionate about... Okay, yeah, so it is attractive. This is attracting her. Passionate about his painting. Could he, in turn, be just as passionate about her? Binihimi was being desperate. Was being desperate, after all. Wasn't all this passion its core driven by the want to make money at the auction? If that wasn't the case, Suzuki seems to be far more interested in his art than in girls. 
Oh my fucking god! What's oh, wait, the no. auction? Wait, there's wait a too minute. many things. What there's is so the things. camping trip? So she thinks her logic is so fucking weird. Her logic is like, okay, look, he's so into painting that he will never be into girls. Therefore, why should I even bother? Oh. God damn it, Benahimi. See, Benahimi is just way too insecure. Yeah, she's very insecure. She needs to she needs to get gassed up a little bit. Yep. Also, wait, hold on. What is the auction? They're doing that cultural fest to raise money and they're doing a painting auction. Dude, there's too many things happening. <laughs> I'm just I'm still just trying to remember that they're going camping. Cuz that's going to probably be at least two chapters away at this rate. Uh, probably. I mean, it seems like they set these things up way in advance. <laughs> like, they're like, they'll send a sentence be like, chapter three, they're like, okay, we're going to a cooking show. And then in chapter 18, they're like, okay, yep, we're going to the cooking show now. Yeah, like, the, I feel like the appropriate thing would be, if you're going to continue following the same fucking character the whole way, that's a good way to end this chapter. Mention this camping trip, and then, you know. And then go to the camping yep. trip. Or if there's another storyline in this in this writing, which there isn't, it's literally been on Benihimi the entire the, time, the whole time. Then you would cut to whatever your B plot or what the side yeah. plot is for one chapter, but, and then you would return to the camping trip. But here's the thing: in Benihimi's life, the camping trip is until next week. Oh yeah, that's at <laughs> least six chapters then. <laughs> well, oh, is that isn't it fun to remember all these little details? No. <laughs> Listen, the average person can put like seven pieces of information in their short-term memory, and I can do about three. <laughs> you got like so, three down. So Benihimi, just the name alone is one item. That's a third. That's <laughs> Camping trip is number two. And the third is just an ever-rotating list of bit. names. Yeah, it's well, it's just whatever is like, currently happening in the last like 10 words total. <laughs> so like the, 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 the mumbling. That's what and, I have. And the erection. Yep, that's what I've got. Those three things. So you have Benihimi camping boner. Those are the three things yep. in your memory right now. I mean, that's pretty good. I think that, that sums up the last <laughs> paragraph or so. I need a break, Suzuki-kun. Yeah, like I said, after a while, breaking Benihimi's train of thought. Okay, feel free to stretch. CJ said, slowly snapping back to normal. Yayaka did exactly that, and Sildre Shirazanat ended up with his eyes glued to her. Yayaka caught him and gave him a small smile, letting him know he was caught, but she wasn't going to read him the riot act. But he sometimes wished she had Yayaka's natural abilities. She could say more with a smile and a wink than Minihimi ever could with her words. Say, CJ-kun, did Inichan invite you to go camping with us? Yayaka asked. She did, but I'm busy and can't make it. See, that's why we have to do this before the camping trip, to get that rejection. Mm. She just said, Oh, come on. You're going to turn down the chance to be with four beautiful girls in the woods? Three of us are available. You never know what might happen out there when there are no prying eyes, Yayaka said, and she started to slowly raise her aura. I really shouldn't, CJ said, but it was obvious he didn't have much fight in those words. Yayaka's aura starting to affect him. You need free time to play. That's my assessment as your president. You want to be a good boy, don't you? You want me to feel like I was failing as president. Yayaka had a coy smile on her face and grabbed Benihimi. You wouldn't want to disappoint Benihimi either, would you? No, I wouldn't. I'll be there, she just said, 
whatever fight he had left him fading under the power of Yayaka's aura. Into chapter nine. That's the end? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So So I guess they did what's the author's name? Uh Pewter Natural. Pewter Natural did nail like at least a decent transition because we were reminded of the camping trip at the last minute. We'll see if the next chapter is actually about the camping trip. <laughs> I'm skeptical. Are they going camping? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to find out in the first sentence. First sentence. This is... Drum roll. Chapter 2. Or chapter 10. (laughs) Oh, oh, thank God. (laughs) Benny Hemi spent the rest of the weekend thinking about CJ. She could see now that there was more to him than they had seen at first glance. Benny Hemi felt admiration towards CJ. She also wanted to stop some of his more self-destructive habits. But she could still see herself with CJ. They had no chemistry. Nothing in common. <laughs> Wait, did they go on the camping trip? I don't think they're going on the camping trip. What? <laughs> they're not on the trip yet? Oh, my God. Doesn't look like it. Wait, can you skim, like, just maybe three or four paragraphs down? I mean, it's possible to go on the camping trip still. I mean, based on the paragraphs you're seeing, what does it look like? Okay, okay. I thought you said she could see her. Okay, she couldn't see herself with CJ, right? Oh, she couldn't. Could not. Okay. That makes more sense. I thought you said she could, and then she's like, yeah, I could see myself with him. We hate each other. We we don't spend time together. We don't like each other's company. <laughs> yep. But no- I thought she said she wanted to help his more self-destructive habits. Yeah, he's a fixer. He's a fixer-upper. Oh, well, why would she do that if she doesn't like him? That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, Benahimi is just a selfless yokai. True. If I've learned anything about her. They had no chemistry, nothing in common. While she did not doubt he was a nice boy who would, who would never betray her, that was not enough. Benahimi tried to think of what CJ was missing, why she just couldn't feel attracted to him. If she was honest with herself at the start of the year, if CJ had confessed to her, she would have accepted his feelings. What had changed her, though, was Soji. For better or worse, she had higher standards than Soji. She just didn't want, to, she just didn't want any boyfriend. She wanted what Soji and Noriko had. Seeing how those two had transformed each other in the short time they had been a couple had set a bar for what Benihimi wanted in a relationship. When she was with Kaiji, she had just been happy to have a boyfriend and he had been happy to have her as a trophy. That was the sad truth she now understood. She would not make the mistake of settling again. Benihimi made her way to the student kitchen. She put away her romantic struggles for a while and focused on her cooking. So it looks like we're not going camping. What? It looks like we're cooking instead. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> so just Are remember, you kidding me? Just remember. I thought I was going to have two free spaces in my short-term memory. Nope. You got to keep that camping in there. You have oh to remember camping. Oh my god. The cooking competition. We can forget the boner though. I don't think that's relevant anymore. Yeah, I already did. Okay, good. <laughs> the cooking competition would be coming up soon. She had to start to think of what she was going to cook. She had to come up with an appetizer, entree, and dessert. Whatever else was going on in her life, she was going to win that competition. Behemi bounded to Gushi and got to her cooking station. Her eyes locked with Toro as she walked towards her station. Her senpai appeared to be in quite the competitive move, giving her an intense look. In fact, several of the members seemed to be more focused. 
Next week, I'm going to have you work on your menus for competition. But this week, I thought we'd something you're all familiar with, Taguchi said. We're going to be making hamburger steak. This is the first dish we made this year, so I thought it would be a good way to see how you improved. The girls got their mixture of ground beef and ground pork to make the steaks. Vinny Hemi started to mix the meats together with some breadcrumbs and seasoning. She had a light hand when it came to seasoning. She didn't want to overpower the taste of the meat. She formed her steaks, waited for the grill to get up to eat, and then put the steaks on top. Next, she started chopping up an onion. She placed half of the chopped onions in a pan and the other she left in a bowl. After sweating the onions in a pan... (laughs) Are you kidding me? What, this, is a- this is now where you could literally like pull recipes <laughs> from this is- book. <laughs> this is like reading a recipe. Put book. half a chop, cho- cut an onion in half, <laughs> chop half of it, dice the other half, blah blah blah. <laughs> Put one half in a bowl. <laughs> Season the beef, mix it together. <laughs> oh god! Once again, she used a light hand when it came to seasoning. Oh, wait. After sweating the onions in the pan, she went ahead and made the gravy in the same pan. Once again, she used a light hand when it came to seasoning. She tasted the gravy, had the right depth of flavor. She had definitely improved the last time she had made the dish. All the while, she kept an eye on the steaks. Watching how they changed in color, keeping an eye on the clock. She needs to be precise to get the cook just right. Finally, the steaks were cooked on both sides. The kitchen filled with the warm of onions and grilled meat. Vinny Hemi put the dish together, placing the steaks, combining the raw and cooked onions in the gravy, and pouring them on top of the steaks. She was careful while pouring the gravy. She didn't want to drown the meat or make a mess. The presentation was important. Vinny Hemi could already see herself as the host of her own cooking show, entertaining millions of people in Japan. She would start out as a Japanese star, but eventually her cooking would become world famous. Wait, I forgot. She's a cook. Yeah, she's a chef. Oh. I'm going to give a... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Arrow in the darkness here. I have a feeling Pewter Natural, IRL, might also like to cook. Yeah, that was a lot of detail. Yeah, like it seems what, like... The thing that gave it away for me was when... When she seasoned something but was careful not to overpower the flavor that's, of something else. That's some, like, you know what you're cooking then. Yep. Like, most people who cook and don't know how to cook, they don't give a fuck about that. They either yeah. put none or they just drown the shit yep. in pepper. That's interesting. I hope may- maybe Future Natural makes a good burger. This sounds pretty good. Yeah. The club finished up with their hamburger steaks. They went around and tasted each other's cooking along with... I've never heard it called a hamburger. I think they're making Salisbury steaks, right? That's a Salisbury steak. I guess it could also be called mm. a Hamburg steak. I've heard Hamburg steak and Salisbury steak. But yeah, that is interesting. Never a hamburger. Maybe that's what they call it somewhere else, too. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone in the club had, in fact, improved. There wasn't a single hamburger steak that wasn't well-made and tasty. When Binihimi tasted Toro's, she had to admit that her senpai had surpassed not only her, but also Taguchi. What's her What's her voice? I don't know. I didn't even remember you that she surprised. was a character. Something wrong with the steak? Toro <laughs> asked. No, it's perfect. I do not think you could improve upon it, Binihimi said, knowing that Toro already knew how good her dish was. Your steak is good, too. Maybe just a little too much time on the grill, Toro said. I always have a problem with slightly overcooking things on a grill, Benihimi said. You make it up. You make up for it with your baking. It'll be hard to beat whatever you make for dessert in that competition, Toro said. Ah, this IPA is coming back. (laughs) Good job, everyone, Taguchi said. 
come next week and I want you to have a shopping list for what you'll be making for the competition. You'll also have free time to practice. This is a big opportunity, so give it your best. Yes, Sensei, they all said, bowing. With that, they cleaned up and headed out. Tora walked next to Binihimi as she left the kitchen. Binihimi stopped and looked at the path that headed towards the dorms and then, then turned away. Not going to your room? Toro asked. I'm going to the art studio. I have a friend who would like this hamburger steak, Binihimi said. A friend? Anyone you want to tell your senpai about? Toro asked in a playful tone. He's just a friend, though Marisan and Yayaka-chan think he'd be a good boyfriend, Binihimi said. Normally, she wouldn't just tell anyone about her personal life, but after that kaiji incident, Toro had been there for Binihimi. Being a haniya, she was able to relate to Binihimi's surge of negative emotions more than even Yayaka could. Don't let your friends push you into anything you don't want to, Toro said. I am not. I asked for their assistance. I simply do not agree with their choice in men. Dude, Dude okay, this is so unrelated. <laughs> but do you know who Benihimi as a character and your voice of Benihimi reminds me of? Who? Do you know, like, the, I think it's like the eldest daughter in Bob's Burgers. Oh, fucking. The super awkward. Yeah. Like, teenager. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Anyways, what were you going to say? Binihimi's a fucking square, dude. Like, I mean, just in the way she talks and everything. Like, everyone's like playful with her. They're all like, "Oh, Bini Chan, what's wrong?" Ah. And then she's just like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to offend you in any way. I, I actually, <laughs> I don't believe in jokes. Uh, I just don't think it's a good fit. No one's offending me." And it's just like, Benny, you can have a little fun here. Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't pick up on that. You have to, actually have to listen to the story to get to that <laughs> level of, of analysis. <laughs> <laughs> you should trust your gut. Don't let prior mistakes dictate your future relationship. Tora said as she split from Benihimi, heading towards the dorms. Remember that the dorms are the triangular buildings, right? They got the three buildings. You got one in the north and then one in the southwest and one in the south. That was another fact that we learned in the first ten chapters. Benihimi headed towards the art studio. When she arrived in the painting studio, sure enough, CJ was there wrapped up in his painting. Benihimi walked behind CJ and peeked over a soldier looking at the painting. What she saw amazed her. It was still very rough, but CJ had managed to capture the pre- preternatural essence of the yokai girls yayaka exploding a smoldering sexuality mari a dark mischievous aura and binihimi a cold almost haughty aura but there was also some allure there so binihimi's like very well aware that she's kind of uptight right i think so because like she's like surprised that it's so accurate and the accuracy is like yayaka smoke show uh, Mari, ooh, mischievous, kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benihimi, haughty, a little cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, she's got to know that there's something wrong with her, you know? Yeah. like There's just too many There's too many things that are just weighed against her. She's got, she's got to loosen up. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the camping trip, when it happens, will loosen her up. Oh, yeah. Honestly, Maybe. when I get out in nature, that's exactly what happens. Just chugging beer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it truly spoke to how Shinji viewed Benihimi. He might hide it, but he did feel some attraction to her. It could be seen on the canvas. That, though, might have been because of the aura she had used to counteract Yayaka's. Even if it was, though, he hadn't drawn Yayaka in the same way. Looking at Ina's portrait 
Another one of Shuja's talents shone through. He managed to make the human Ina with no supernatural essence, not be outshrined by the yokai girls. Ina gave off a familial feeling. She balanced out the painting perfectly. Benihimi almost didn't want to interrupt CJ. There was something mesmerizing in him standing behind him, watching him work. Shijishan? Benihimi ventured. Uh, CJ took his eyes away from the painting, refocusing on Benihimi. Hello, Benihimi-san. Do you need something? I finished my cooking club meeting and brought you some food. Benihimi said, presenting the leftover hamburger steak. You didn't have to do that, but thank you, CJ said and started eating. This steak is amazing. It's way better than my mom's or Ina Chan's. Don't tell them, though. Beanie blushed at that compliment. I just thought with all the hard work you're putting in, you could use a good meal. Beanie said, pointing at the junk food wrappers by CJ's easel. I know, Ina Chan chewed me out already, but she doesn't get how important this painting is, CJ said. Once again, there was that aspect of CJ that Benihim had found herself questioning. She was impressed by his skills, drawn to his passion, but always found herself questioning. What was the driving behind that passion? Benihim finally made a decision. If she was truly going to give CJ a shot as a potential boyfriend, she had to know there was more to him than a want for money. Here's the thing, though. Is CJ? Yeah, CJ. CJ? CJ. Shij. CJ. I was thinking it was CJ this whole time. <laughs> is CJ even remotely interested in Benihimi? Doesn't look like it. So I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of flabbergasted that Benihimi just thinks that this is her a, decision. A done deal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, well, you know, I need to make up my mind and then. <laughs> then it'll whatever. be smooth sailing. <laughs> you know, it's not like maybe like, oh, I got to make sure he's okay with it first. Yeah. He doesn't seem that interested. Yeah. I mean, he's more into his art and yeah. like, he's so into his art. How could he pay any attention to any woman? <laughs> <laughs> also, I like the fact that she keeps like, you know, worrying that he's greedy she ha- to my knowledge, we have no evidence that he's greedy. Yep. And None. also, Benahimi is such a shallow person. <laughs> she really is. So, what's worse, greed or just being a superficial, uptight... Honestly... Biznatch. I mean, the latter is much worse, I would say. Like, yeah. I can get along with greedy people. I mean, they're still annoying because they're like, yep. greedy, but like most of the times, they're not like super greedy. Yep. And it's they're, at least they're chill. They're like up, they're not like these uptight, like cold, kind of elitist. I mean, Benny Hemi's like not ringing any boxes for me. Like, yep, I wouldn't date her. I don't care if she is a smoking hot yokai. Yeah, I, spe- I mean, especially when she's standing next to Ayaka. I mean, it's not not. You know. Yep, and especially if Yayaka is really throwing out that aura. <laughs> She's boosting her auras so hard, and Benahimi's just sitting there. It's like you know, you yeah. Because like, ooh, you want to play, and then you know, her body like just changes, mm-hmm. and then, and then like you just get rushed with that aura, and then Benahimi's like, I made it. I made a hamburger. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should. Uh, I'm not sure if I should stay here or not. My mommy said I need to get a nice boyfriend. <laughs> If I am out, if I am not out of place in asking, why is the painting so important to you? Is it the money from the auction? It is the money, and it isn't. It's a bit complex, 
CJ said, scratching his head. The best way to explain it is that doing well at the auction will prove that my art has value, that I'm not destined to be a starving artist, but can make it as a professional artist. I think your art is already quite beautiful. Mm, that's something a fucking greedy ass would say. True. I'm kind of on the greedy train. <laughs> I think your already, art is already quite beautiful. It is a quality that most art does not, Binihimi said truthfully. Thank you for your kind words, CJ said. Unfortunately, in the art world, it's not enough to be a good artist. There are lots of great artists who die poor. I need to prove that I art isn't a mistake. I guess the art world is quite forgiving in that way. I have heard of an artist like Van Gogh dying penniless, Benhami said. Exactly, CJ said. It's not enough to be great. Your art has to be able to find an audience. Otherwise, you end up just working odd jobs and doing art as a more of a hobby. I do not believe that will be your fate. I may not be an artist, but I feel your talents will be recognized. Like, what kind of fucking sentence is... This is like the most corporate, plain, fucking Kool-Aid sentence. Like, so neutral. People don't say shit like that. Like, not really. Can you read the sentence? I do not believe that will be your fate. It may not be an artist, but I feel your talents will be recognized. (laughs) Is that how you tell a friend? (laughs) That you think that their art's good. <laughs> like, so yeah, formal I, feeling. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like that was written. You're, you're totally right. That was written by like 20 people in a boardroom. <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> like, it's like too formal. Like, it's just. Oh, wait, no, no. Should we put your art's good? No, 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 no. That doesn't, that doesn't do it's well also, with demos 18 to 30. It's also just like totally phrased in the way where. That's like something like the same tone an amusement park would use to send a letter to like somebody's <laughs> family after they died on a roller coaster or something, but they're not actually going to do anything about it. We are so sorry to say that while <laughs> Timmy is not coming home today, we are extremely sorry that he fell off the Ferris wheel and... Hearts and kisses. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Benihimi was not just saying empty platitudes either. The otherworldly essence that CJ was able to put into his paintings would attract regular humans, just like a yokai's aura. Thank you again, CJ said, finishing the steak. Being a successful painter still means a lot of hard work, though. Yes, but it does not mean you should not take care of yourself. If you were to fall ill because of your bad habits, you would not be able to finish your painting. Benihimi said, I'm not that bad, I promise. Ina-chan and Mari-chan like to exaggerate things. CJ said, I must be going. Ayaka-chan is waiting for me in the dining hall, Benihimi said. I'm glad you like my hamburger steak. Thank you for dropping by, CJ said. He took a look at his easel, then looked back at Amy. Maybe I'll go to the dining hall too. It'll get Ina-chan off my back. Oh, maybe he is into her. With that, both of them headed back to the dining hall. The more she talked to CJ, the more she saw in him that she liked. He would never be the type to just knock someone off at their feet, but slowly Benihimi was seeing how he was more than the underwhelming first impression he made. Still, there was the question of whether there was chemistry between them. CJ might be attracted to her, but so were all the boys who wrote her love letters. Benihimi needed to see if CJ would accept her faults, accept the Benihimi that was not so perfect, idle, so much as the school believed her to be. 
Binihimi felt she was building a rapport with CJ, but now it was up to her to start revealing more of herself, to let down some of her walls and see how CJ reacted. End of chapter 10. Number one fault. Uh, Binihimi got no fucking chill. <laughs> yep. Number one fault of the story is that they didn't go fucking camping. That's that's by far the biggest. Oh my fault. god! Chapter ten should have been a was camping there, chapter. There was literally no mention of camping. I don't think in that no. chapter. I think maybe at one point they said like they hinted. They're like, "Oh, we got to be ready for that camping trip." No, no, they didn't. No, I don't think there was any mention that I can remember. In fact, we could have forgotten that they were going to go camping. Yeah. What if the What if the whole camping thing is just. Wiped from Last the story. Chapter. It's the finale. <laughs> it's, oh my god! The big finale ends with a very saucy camping trip. I just the worst part about the story is that there's so much hype around these events. There's like there's like the big cooking competition, right? That's that's in like two months. Yep, there's the cooking <laughs> competition. We're like probably a year away from her family deciding whether or not she gets to stay on Earth. The 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 festival they're There's planning. The festival, yeah, they're planning a festival. There's a camping thing. In this entire time, all they've done is like walk to different rooms in the school and have like and talk mildly to interesting conversations. <laughs> like not even like they had like one interesting conversation which was about succubi. If I remember correctly, where like they were talking about how succubuses like fuck each other and then like how they have succubus children and then how they how they can't have like sex with the incubus too early or they'll kill it so oh yeah so yeah some of that lore stuff is nice but yeah i mean but there's been less lore stuff yep there's also been way less like needless descriptions of buildings and and things i remember that was like a signature of the story i like that though (laughs) honestly I, i was complaining at the time but now that it's gone yeah you don't know what you have till it's gone. That's yeah, I all... mean, maybe that's the moral of the story. Yeah, I think that's actually where that saying came from. From this story? Yep. People were like, <laughs> shit, now that I know what yokai are, I don't have the exposition anymore. Yep. Fuck. Don't yeah. know what do you have. Goddamn, so how gone. many chapters left do we have? That was halfway. Are you fucking kidding There's me? There's 20 chapters. There's 20 chapters? <laughs> all right, maybe we should do a uh, charity marathon reading. Ooh, like a live stream? 10. Yeah. Ooh, if I can get all seven of our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll read the last ten chapters live. Just slowly getting drunker throughout. Because, like, fun fact, all of these episodes, at least I usually drink, have a few beers. Yep. Cody, I've had three beers Toxic so far. Is on, yeah, starting on your fourth. Four. I'm on halfway through my second IPA. Yep. There's definitely a few episodes where I, I start slurring at the end. <laughs> See, this one you have to read too much in the story. Yeah, I can't. I mean, There's I, just so many words. If if we if we cut off after every paragraph, we would still be probably on chapter like two or three. Oh yeah. There's a lot going on. Yep. Okay, well that's an idea for chapters ten through twenty. Is yeah, a I'll, marathon I'll, charity reading. Marathon Twitch stream. Hey, we'll do a face reveal too. Oh look at that. You know, I could set up we could set up a camera. You know, yeah, maybe we could bring in different people to sit in on each chapter. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah, they would probably none of them would have any context for (laughs) what's going on. There's very little difference between them and me at this point, honestly. Yeah, I I know a few names, I know I could maybe describe 
three or four pl- points of the plot at this point. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so Benihimi. Okay, we got that's one. Point one. <laughs> point one. Benihimi is trying to get a boyfriend, and she's found this painter that she doesn't really like, but she's slowly falling in love with. Not really falling in love, slowly accepting the concept of him being a boyfriend. Okay. Right? She's not really yeah. in love with him. That's that's he deep. Looks, that's he, a deep emotion. That is I mean, honestly, that's a pretty complex emotion. I would say it's not a very interesting one. It's actually kind of <laughs> sad. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's yeah. like, it's like you don't have that, to settle, Benihimi. Look yeah. at all the other boys. And the fact that it's taking hundreds and hundreds of words <laughs> to get through that is a testament to how complicated <laughs> the emotion is. Yep, you know, there's a few interjections such as a recipe for hamburger <laughs> steaks. <laughs> okay, so but, that's point one. Okay. Um, so, oh, I guess extending on that point, Benihimi needs to find a boyfriend or she gets, uh, whatever, evacuated from Earth by her parents. Yeah. Um <sighs> Camping trip. Camping pending. trip. Some yeah. festival that you mentioned that I don't have any recollection of. Yeah. <laughs> They're planning a festival, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. There's been a few the random show. things. There's just yeah, there's been a handful of random things. <laughs> <laughs> At least. Maybe an overflowing handful or an armful. Like a bushel full. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely more than a handful now that I think, but I don't know. If you really trim away the fluff, I think the the core story is about Benihimi. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know that's a controversial opinion there, but I'm gonna have to agree. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. So everybody listening, be your best yokai, which is. Not Benihimi. Loosen up a little bit. Yep. If, if you're a Benihimi, go find a boy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at barrygenpodcast at gmail.com.